calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, this won't take long. I'm just going to say the same thing to you I said to him. Now, take it easy, Diane, and let's just sit down and have a nice, simple chat. You got any coffee? If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. The owners of the tree, fifth generation bonsai masters, would like to send a message uh, to the tree. Quote, are you at least getting enough water? End quote. Okay, kids, you are now a boy band. Huh? <laughs> You're the bad boy. You're the hot one. You're the pirate. You're the gay guy. You gay? No. Any of you guys gay? No. Okay, congrats. You're the gay one. And you're the dud. All right. Welcome to the first day of the rest of your life. And now. I wish I had the kind of brain that could be happy living here, but then I wouldn't be able to read. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Monday morning, the 25th of February. Hey, kids. Hello. Hey. How was everybody's weekend? Great. It was good. Anyone do anything fun? Went and looked for furniture. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Why didn't you call me? Uh, well, here's the <laughs> wow. thing: is that I, well, I I had too many people in my car. I already had a huge group that was going to watch us uh, shop for furniture. So, all right. Yeah. Is that Rain check? Is that something you and your uh, you and your wife easily agree on, or is there a, a struggle to get a consensus on various pieces that you come across? Well, I learned this. I I don't really have an opinion at all about them, but I enjoy being in the discussion. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's probably not a good idea if I don't really have a feeling. So shut um, your mouth if you don't really care that much? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I have a real thing, like I don't like this, and I should bring that up, which I probably won't have much. But if she just goes, do you think this is too big? And I go, yeah, it probably is too. I mean, don't do that. Just, <laughs> if I don't care, just say okay. I'm telling you, Jensen, I've been married a long time. Yeah. You can't not have an opinion on things. You know. have to just guess what she wants you oh. to say and <laughs> yeah. say it. Yeah, that is a good opinion. <laughs> That's the only opinion that matters. Yeah. So I will go. I'll just go. She'll go, what do you think of this? And I go, I love. What do you think? I don't like. I love. And I watch as her eyes get big or small. And I go, I like it. I like. She goes, good. I like it too. That's what I have to do now. Yeah. That's I right. That. You yeah. got to read the room. Yeah. <laughs> I just agree with you, honey. Yeah. It's another very useful <laughs> phrase to know. All right. Good one too. How about you, Kevin? What'd you do? Uh, I played poker on Friday night. Oh, how did it go with the with the uh, the guys night out? It was fun. A lot of mm-hmm. people there. Yeah. Um, had a great time. Yeah, oh, I'm he not lost. hearing winning. What? What? I'm well, not, how'd hearing, you, I'm not hearing cash. Do? Define winning. Uh, did you leave with <laughs> money? You have, you have a great time, and you had a lot of great people. True. And some drinks. True. You had you a won. fun night. You won. I won. Yeah. So, so he lost. lost. So he lost. Yeah, yeah, he lost. Uh, overall. Pretty yeah. big, it yeah. looks like. Yeah. Um, how quick? How quickly was the uh, beer bug out of chips? Uh, um, well, uh, after me. <gasps> really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because usually he's awful, right? Yeah. Hmm. How about that? Mm-hmm. I saw Dave. Listeners- 
I'm sorry, David posted um, a couple pictures, and in oh, one, there was a woman next to him, and I was like, how'd she get in there at a guy's night out? <laughs> it's guys and girls. And he's anyone like, can. he's like, anyone can go, Allie. I'm like, no, it's guys' night out. <laughs> I don't understand. And he goes, and by the way, she totally beat us. I'm like, oh, that's why women aren't invited. Because <laughs> they're better. That's how it goes, you know. How about you, Allie? I had a lovely brunch with some friends, and Ooh, then I had a, uh, a yeah, very white, and I had a lovely dinner uh, with some friends as well. A lot of eating, I and uh, weekends. a lot of a lot of chit chat, and uh, watched the Oscars yesterday, knowing the exact moments Kevin wanted to off himself. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So, there were times where he had a noose. There's yeah. no question about mm. that. Um, I just spent the weekend. Um, Campaigning for menstrual equality, like I do. I was <laughs> Good. Going, okay, back on that. Big, big weekend my, for you then, yeah. It's been in my cause, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, speaking of the Oscars, I know we have uh, many segments uh, planned today. Kevin did bring in some, uh, generously volunteered to bring in some highlights from the Academy Awards <laughs> last night. So Can I know I we have those. Volunteer? And I, and I don't want to step on, uh, I don't want to step on any of your uh, commentary Step away, clips, sir. But um, Green Book, mm. I know you have strong feelings, Jensen. Yeah. You may have to enlighten me a little bit because I've read a lot about how the air went out of the room when that movie won last night. And by the way, I would not have voted for it for Best Picture of the Year. Mm -hmm. But I didn't dislike it. In fact, I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed Viggo and Mahershala's performances very much. Oh, yeah. I I, I did like the acting, yes. Yeah. I thought it, it wasn't a perfect movie. It wasn't a classic movie. But I thought it was a very good movie. So I understand the disappointment with it winning the Best Picture Academy when you had real groundbreakers like Roma and Black Panther and yes. Black Klansman. I, I totally get why people are disappointed that it won. Mm-hmm. What I don't get is the people who hated it or the people who really are mad at it. Oh, can you help the, me with that? The, every single project on earth you can find people who hate it and are mad at it. This one's pretty universal, though, as far as like film people don't like. I mean, just a very heavy-handed... It, it's, 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 it's very obvious in a sense of old white Hollywood. It's sort of a white savior story, which Mm -hmm. we've had for years and years and years. It's nothing new. But I just think when it's up against those other films that have more to say or something... That mean more in the time? Yeah, it's just like, we're going to look back at that movie and not think it was a best picture. I totally agree with you It's not timeless at all. But but what was your problem with the movie, though? I mean, you mentioned the white savior thing, but I was thinking about this because I feel like Vigo's character, and by the way, for folks who don't know, Mahershala Ali plays a musician who hires Vigo Mortensen, a white driver to drive him. He's an African-American musician to drive through the Deep South in the 60s. Okay, that's what the movie's about. So, uh, it's a, you know, it could could have been a very heavy race relations movie, and it's kind of not. Mm-hmm, no. But um, I felt like Vigo learned as much or more from Mahershala's character than the other way around. It's not like Vigo came in and just saved the day, Absolutely. and he was the white savior. You and, know what I mean? And I think that's true to an extent. I just also think, you know, having the family of the jazz musician come out and say that's not necessarily how it happened. Uh, to have like Mahershala Ali call the family and essentially apologize for the movie, yeah, that's that's a problem. It's just, it's just, it's just not, it's not a best picture. It, it, I'm sure it's uh, a movie. Is it a best picture nominee that you're fine with that? No, not I mean, even the acting mm-hmm. for sure. I think right. I think I think the acting. I, mean, I feel was like definitely... it's about the acting for no. for a supporting actor or okay. something like that. Yes, to me, I don't think that should have been nominated. I don't think Bohemian Rhapsody should have been nominated. I don't think A Star Is Born should have been nominated. Well, those three. T- now you're just being those mean. Those three in a best <laughs> picture category is just insane. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody winning best editing is crazy because people Oof. have been posting editing clips from that movie yeah. as like jokes for the it's last. It's pretty herky jerky, yeah. 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 
Uh, and they also had to edit around firing a director 80% in. Yeah. So it can't be that. I mean, they have no coverage or maybe of that's, that's Maybe that's what, why. They why? The award. They're like, listen, you took two films, you slapped it together. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> it's good work. It's not the best, Bean, just to give you an overall. It's just not the best picture of the year. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Look, again, that's that was I came out of the gate saying I it absolutely should not have won best picture. I'm just trying to figure out why there was so much hate. Well, uh, Ali, what was your big problem with Green Book? Uh, everything that was just said, uh, okay. times a million. It would just it, it it just came off like you knew everything that was going to happen in the movie. You were like, oh here, okay, all right here, yep, there you go. It just it was just like it's they they took it to and said, yeah. how do we make this movie so people feel real good about themselves after? It's odd, and also like I look back on movies, and I, I I doubt this is blasphemous, but I look back at a movie like Crash, and I can't believe that one Best Picture. Well, that's what people that's are comparing people this are to. Last and I they feel were that Crash I, I, I just feel that way about this. It's just like, man, we really just pick schlo- like schlocky, right? Like, it, and, and that just it feels manipulative in a way, and that was I think what a lot of people took from it. I saw somebody, uh, a critic, tweet last night. Remember when Green Book won Best Picture uh, from 2018? Boy, was that choice dated. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, we, I guess we've come to that conclusion already. It would have been nice to see some of those others win, that's for sure. But yeah. we'll talk more about the Academy Awards, uh, obviously, throughout the day. And I, I know we have a guest in the whole deal. But I was just I was curious, since I knew we had a little bit of time here to get y'all's take on that. And I see what you're saying. I don't know if you saw The Hollywood Reporter, how they basically said, just so you know, there might be a big shocker for the the best uh, picture and they broke down how the voting goes Mm -hmm. and i'm not gonna say i didn't follow all of it all of it but i didn't because it's just math and how they have to then switch up if most got this vote and most got this vote they get put in this and it all is crazy the way they Hmm. voted for it so what you voted for probably didn't win well they were looking they 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 ranked them first through eighth and then lop off the bottom one and then keep ranking them until somebody gets 51%, is yes. how I understand it. and if it, you don't do. get the 51%, those at the top move into a different category of it. So it's you how, don't need to be anybody's favorite yes. movie, but you can be a lot of people's third That's favorite movie. That's what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Hmm. Gross. Well, I think <laughs> this is why we get rid of the Electoral College, you guys, and just go to the popular vote. That's a, a okay. different... Uh, That's oh, politics. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, oh. that's a different way. I was on board. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever we need to do. Yes, let's do that. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? I have diarrhea. Oh, Jensen. It's <laughs> weird. Quite an update. Yeah. Uh, we have animal stories or Florida, Bean? Uh, animal stories Animal today. stories. Today. All in Florida. Yes. Weird. <laughs> Some of them are. Oh, no. Uh, we've got Oscar highlights, like Bean mentioned, coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. We also have uh, Matt Bellany from The Hollywood Reporter. So maybe he can explain that I to us in so. simpler terms. It's still crazy to me that Matt comes and does our show the day after the Oscars because he's up at the parties until yep. midnight, you know? We have a uh, K-Rock screening of Captain Marvel we're going to give you tickets to. Ooh, that's a big one. That's a movie everyone can agree on. Right. Um, we have uh, misheard lyrics. We're going to talk to Mark Hoppus from Blink-182. Yeah. He tweeted something out that we thought was very funny. And great news, because it's Monday. We'll take a break. We will come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This uh, K-Rock Wheels of 2019, you know how we send folks to Europe or to Australia and we let them be on the ground for like 21 hours? Yeah, they have to fly for three days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're on the ground for 20 hours and then we put them right back on a plane. Right. Well, this week we're giving away tickets to uh, the Bottle Rock Festival in Napa Valley, mm-hmm. which is what? About a four-hour drive from here? We're giving you a four-night hotel stay and round your bed fare. Well, it's a three-day show. 
It is a three-day yeah. shoot. Yes. Yes. Over 80 bands, including Bishop Briggs, Pharrell Williams, Cypress Hill, Lovely the Band, Imagine Dragons, uh, Mumford & Sons. An unbelievable lineup yeah. this year. So you're saying you- travel-wise, everyone else gets screwed, and this is much better. Yeah. Travel-wise. It's a pretty good deal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, four nights in Napa? Why not? So that's all week long uh, here on the Kevin and Bean Show. Um, Although it's not. I guess now that I read the paperwork, it's listen to K-Rock all week at 5 p.m. for your chance to win. So I think we get hosed on this one. (laughs) Real. This has been a real roller coaster. Beans work as sound as we go. I should have looked at this before I went on the air. Maybe Lance. I'm going to be honest with you. This is a better picture than Green Book. Whatever you just wrote. (laughs) So uh, 5 o'clock. Hey, say hi to Striker Force. Allie, what's happening? That was cool. That was Quite rough. Quite the journey. <laughs> well, I didn't realize that listen, they changed it up. Listen, we're not on until 6. No one I heard it. No one heard it. it. That's why it. we have this run-through. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I have to say, though, I did look into going to uh, Bottle Rock, Napa, and I was looking at um, places to stay. Mm-hmm. Everything sold out. So then I looked at Airbnb. Oh, you Napa people, I see what you're doing. Why? I'm like, should a room in a house that I have to share with everyone else be $1,100 a night? Holy I, cow. I just don't feel like it should. That's crazy. Yeah, I was like, All right, guys, we're not, we're not going to Bottle Rock. I mean, can they get it? Maybe. Absolutely. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. It's not, not from you. Not, not from, not from I me. I suddenly have an awful lot of new neighbors during Mardi Gras every sure. year. Oh, I I'll bet. You, I'll tell you that. I bet. Oh, yeah. it's my cousin's place. You'll hear yeah, that people I've never sure. seen before all of a sudden. Right. All right, you guys, let's talk some Oscars. First of all, what what you guys think, hostless Oscars? Fine with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I thought, I realized halfway through, uh, this is way better than a bad host. That's yes, true. Yes. Not as good as a good host, but mm-hmm. way better than a bad host. But I'll tell you. So ha- fine with it. Having that, oh, oh, quote unquote, using air quotes, opening monologue from Tina, Maya, and Amy did make yeah. me wish they would come back at Same. some point. Yeah. Why yeah. wouldn't you? Oh, please, God. They didn't want to so do it. Good. They didn't want to do it. And for good reason. It. It's a boring job. I will tell you that it. I thought it moved better. Mm-hmm. It was shorter than usual. Yeah. I did kind of miss that there was, you know, with the exception of Melissa McCarthy, there was no comedy. Really? No, except no. for yeah, the girl, the women up front. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I did miss some laughs along the way, which you used to get with the tape pieces and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But in general, if they went to a no host forever, I'd be, I think, I'd be okay with it. Same. And I think it sets a, a great tone when you now open every award show with Queen. Uh-huh. I think it's gonna, it's gonna be. A, I don't think a real... they'll open every award show with that. Though. Oh no! No, no. I think it was specifically this. for this Oscar. But every award yeah. show will have two American Idol contestants perform. <laughs> That's well. So you have to pick two. Right? It was yeah. Jennifer Hudson and him. And him, yeah. Adam Lambert, though that voice. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah. But that, that facial great. hair needs some work. Nah, he's wonderful just the way he is. I thought that was a inspired decision to have Queen open the show. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, really I would not have went. Some energy. I, I, had you pitched it to me, I would have said, no way, please don't do that. Yeah. And it, it went all right. I thought it was awesome. It was sure. funny to see, like, A-Rod dancing to Adam Lambert, though. Yeah. Like, like in, <laughs> in any other case, none of these people would see Adam Lambert perform. For sure. But they loved watching him. Yeah. 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 I wonder how great. they were going to start. It's a difficult decision with a no host, so that, I yeah. think that was a good yeah. choice. Well, I'm excited to see Bo Bice at the Golden Globes next year. So. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> well, let's talk about some winners. We uh, we briefly went over it uh, before, but Best Picture went to Green Book. Yeah. Director Alfonso Cuaron for Roma. He's such a babe. Love that. I just have to keep saying it. He's... His embrace with Guillermo del Toro was very nice. I loved it. Good hug. I loved all the hugs. Guillermo del Toro came out. I was like, I'm not feeling well. 
I uh, have bad disease. <laughs> I should not, not have temperature. Come. Yeah, I, no one used this mic after me. <laughs> I, I make a vomit out backstage. I have a the diarrhea out of my pants. I was like, well, you're really going into the sickness. <laughs> my family was sick. <laughs> my, my children are all infected. If he said all that, I'm not hugging him. No, that's, no. that's my move. I was like, you really didn't oh, have to come. Like, you, you could have stayed at home. I mean, you wanted to. I thought that was nice, but yeah. Oh, actor in a leading role, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. Actress in a leading role, Olivia Coleman. I have a whooping cough. <laughs> I, it, I have been coughing up blood into a white handkerchief. Oh, jeez. means I'm dying. Oh, dear. Uh, by the way, Olivia Coleman with the best speech of the yes. night, for sure. Agreed. Uh, supporting actress, Regina King. Oh, Well deserved. God, Sweet. I love her so love much. Love her, too. Uh, supporting actor Mahershala Ali, original screenplay. Uh, before went... you move on, Ali, yes. has anyone in 91 years of Oscars ever looked less happy to be receiving an Oscar than Mahershala Ali? He hated Not... the movie he was in. I think that's what it was. I, do, I honestly even think even a he... smile. Yes. I know. I don't think he. I think he's bummed. Between that and, and the co-star and the saying the N-word of, and Viggo Mortensen, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of weird. Every stuff. shot of of his wife, whenever the producers would talk, his wife was like. Mm. I hate being here. I hate being here for this movie. It's just, it's. I mean, I know he's won before, but still, you can be excited about winning an Academy Award, even if there are some things in the movie that are problematic. That they're yeah. not. None of them are your fault. He loved. I remember. I remember him being on stage for Moonlight, and he like loved it. Mm-hmm. Were you hoping when they announced Green Book as Best Picture that Jimmy Kimmel was going to walk out and be like, sorry, sorry, <laughs> yeah. wrong envelope. <laughs> I missed that. Yeah. yeah, it didn't happen. It's still the Best Picture. <sighs> uh, original song, of course, went to Shallow, A Star is Born. It's a good film. Good Lord, those two performing, yeah, performance. right? They're not, a helping, room already. not helping the dating rumors. No, so. no. Although I, I wound up posting on my stories. I said, one of these people is in love. The other is a great actor. Yeah. <laughs> because, whoo, the love in Lady Gaga's eyes looking at Bradley Cooper. That's a, uh, you can't fake that. Guys, the love in all of her eyes looking at Bradley Cooper. All right, let's just admit it. He is, he's cool. He's pretty dreamy. Uh, makeup and hairstyling, we've got to go over that speech, I hope, from the uh, people that won for Vice. <laughs> Worst speech, Worst in, speech the, in the it's, Academy Awards. It's why they want to do it during commercials. <laughs> I can't figure out. I have like a minute and a half of that. It's, yeah. it's magic all it's the way through. Insane. I can't figure out how to cut it. They're it's whispering insane. to each other, but you hear I the whispering. It's unbelievable. It's you read it. I read it. You read it. No, I read it. I it's said that. The Worst thing I've ever, it's the worst ever thing seen, ever, ever seen. But be sure to cut Spike Lee off when he wins his first Oscar because he's going a little long. But let those three do their eight minute chunk on reading names. Good God, it was awful. That was the worst. You guys. By the way, Spike Lee's sp- speech was also awful. I'm sorry. I know that's an unpopular opinion because he's beloved. He was having a problem getting into it. Yeah. I think, I it, was think. A, I think yeah. it was a swing and a miss. He went for it, went for it, and uh-huh. just he was very nervous, yeah. which I was yeah. I was shocked to see. But I, I think. It, it was all there. I don't think he said it right. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, by the way, he won his first Oscar for the adapted screenplay of Black Klansman, an animated feature film. Of course, yeah. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which probably could have yeah, no been kidding. Best Picture. It's nominated. I mean, at least. If, if we're if we're being honest here, yeah. Green Book. All right, we're going to talk more about the Oscars, including Rami Malek doing his uh, his impression of Bean. Right? Just tumbling off the stage. What's he doing? We're going to talk about that coming up in just a bit. But uh, why did I call him Rami Malek? 
Not, not sure. Malik. Malik. That's weird. That's going to bug me all day. And probably a few of you. Go ahead and email me. <laughs> Some birthdays for you. Sean Astin, Rashida Jones, Chelsea Handler, Ric Flair, and Jamila Woo! Jamil. And that's what's happening. It's Kevin and B. KU Rock Caracul. So, Kevin, you drew the uh, short straw last night. It was uh, your turn to watch the Academy Awards bring in some highlights. There were some highlights, at least, this year, right? Yeah, but the... I thought one of the biggest highlights was way early in the night and made me want for a completely different Oscars, and that's with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and Maya Rudolph. And now, please welcome Tina Fey, Maya Rudolph, and Amy Poehler. Good evening, and welcome to the One Millionth Academy Awards. We are not your hosts, but we're going to stand here a little too long so that the people who get USA Today tomorrow will think that we host it. <laughs> so just a quick update for everybody in case you're confused. There is no host tonight. There won't be a popular movie category, and Mexico is not paying for the wall. <laughs> now, let me ask you guys a question. Didn't that sort of, not ruin, but don't you think the Oscars would have been better had they hosted? I mean, yes. Because to me, that was hilarious, and it made me want the rest of the Oscars to go that way, and they didn't. They don't yeah. want to do it, man. Uh, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, and Maya Rudolph are three entertainers who never miss. No. They are always funny. Yeah. Wasn't? Do you guys think that was a mistake to put them at the beginning? Because I do. Because well, no, that made me wish. Oh man, I wish you were hosting. But they needed funny up top because that's they what we all know. Out. And that, yeah, and they that's were a, trying to replace yeah. the monologue, right? Yeah. And I got to tell you, I I knew after Queen came out and rocked, and then those ladies get up, got up there and did their comedy. I thought, okay, now for two hours it's going to be really, really boring. Yeah. <laughs> they do put all of the boring ones together. Yeah. I've never understood why you don't scatter the important ones at least every, you know, third, fourth award. Yeah. Yeah. Why are the la- why is the last half hour all the biggest ones? I don't know. I can't figure that out. They usually try to drop that supporting in early. Mm-hmm. That's always first. Supporting always actress first. is yeah. always first. But it does yeah. I mean it, and then they hold mail till later. It's uh... All right. Tell me what you guys thought about this. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. I think I'm gonna hurl. Thoughts? Is there something? I mean, I don't know how to say this. Is there something weird about Mike Myers? Uh, of course. Uh, yes. Yeah. Like I can't. I don't know. Something about him looks weird. Yeah. 2019 Mike Myers. Difficult mm-hmm. to get behind. I think he looks more like that fake character that he plays on that game show <laughs> than he looks like himself anymore. Are you, oh, yeah. Yeah. He yeah, looks true. like the gong show host. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I can sum up that, uh, that presentation Thank for you. you. Swing and a miss. Yeah. I think don't just Don't hurl because the... if you honk, I'll spew. Yeah. Yeah. They... You, you remember that one, right, guys? That was a hit. Uh, they were, you know bringing out the fact that Bohemian Rhapsody was up for best movie, so they, they wanted right. some correlation. Right, and they, I, get why, I get why they did it. I, I mean, it's not, a, it's not an awful booking, but I just think it didn't play well. Okay. I think we're all past it. Yeah, it felt a little like they came out in their varsity jackets, but they're like 45-year-old dudes. <laughs> yeah. the and True. characters that were 20 years ago. Yeah. Although I do love Dana Carvey. Same. But I think that may not have been the best use of it. All right, let's get to the worst acceptance speech because this is one of my highlights. Of all time. Oof. This is for makeup and hairstyling for Vice. It's Greg uh, Canham, 
Kate Disco and Patricia Dehaney, and they have one sheet of paper mm-hmm. with names. <laughs> yeah. And there's no order that they've decided on beforehand. Mm-hmm. And this might be the worst ever. Uh, thank you, Anna Perna, our great director, Adam McKay, uh, Christian Bale. What a. Oh, you're here. Okay, now he realizes yeah. there's someone else on yes. the stage with him. Which leads me to believe that he had written it and hadn't shown it to either of those two ladies before. Well, that would explain if his writing was poor. Yes. Right? And I also feel like they're not friends. I, I don't all. think they've ever chatted, <laughs> yeah, those never. three. Oh, you're here. <laughs> Go ahead. Now they're looking at the paper and he's going, go ahead. Yeah. And you, you know, she's like, I can't read your I writing. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> That's you. Please read that. Go. No, I already did. Oh, go ahead. Uh, you read that. Uh, I already did. Go, go ahead. You go. go. Plan, plan B, Gary Sanchez. Third person. The voting academy members. Christian Bale, you're fantastic. You're so great to work with. And I just like to suggest that you already thank Christian Bale. <laughs> this, Did he not? This is awful. Great he started that sentence earlier and then got cut off you're or great. cut himself oh, off when he realized that. You're great to work with. Oh, you're here, thank everybody. You. Sam, Sam Rockwell and the 150 other SAG members. Great job. Susan, oh, yeah. Susan Matheson. Jeff Waxman and uh, All right. okay. Jennifer Madeloff. Jennifer Madeloff. They're now telling him what to say. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And then they get played off. Our DP, Greg Frazier. Not Our scripty, Kate. And Paula Williams, Jamie Kelman, Adrian Moreau, Wesley Wofford, Christina Waltz. <laughs> Chris Gallagher. Thank you for your time. We're out of time. It, it for that. was. It was not. It was awful. Good. They they sound like uh, drunk NPR hosts. And by the way, it. biggest moment of their whole lives. How are they going to feel when they sit down and watch this? Oh, I think they'll love it. The tape, <laughs> guys. What's the answer to? And forgive me for asking this exact question every year. What's the answer to stars or non-stars reading long lists of names on the Academy Awards? Uh, no. And nobody in that audience wants to hear you naming your makeup artist and your hairdresser well, and here's your how you have to eighth do it, though. agent. Here's how you, you have to do it this way. You have to say, no one thinks names. No one. Mm-hmm. You don't give a name when you stand up there. If no one does it. Everybody's right. They can do it backstage. They can right. do whatever they want to do, but don't put it on the telecast. While we're playing, you know, fantasy Oscar. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I also want to say only one person from your group can speak. I like yes, it. Pick a yes. person. Create I like your it. spokesperson. Mm-hmm. Pick them. Yeah. Take it in. Because you can and, see like one person was talking for too long and the other people were looking at him like, yeah. hey, I'd like a shot here. And here's an idea. When you do win, maybe don't get up and hug everyone in your seating section oh, yeah. and then make your way to the stage. <laughs> get up there a little quicker. You can do the hugs afterwards. Yeah, just because you and Olivia Coleman are both famous doesn't mean you got to right. give a handshake. We speaking don't need of, it. Speaking of Olivia Coleman, oh. she's great. Gem. For, in my opinion, the best acceptance speech. She I won, agree. Hers and Lady Gaga's were the two best of the night. She won hers was delightful. Actress in a leading role for the favorite, and this is her. Um, oh, it's genuinely quite stressful. <laughs> um, I have to thank lots of people. Yorgos, my best director. I'm with Emily and Rachel, the two loveliest women in the world to fall in love with. To be in this category with these extraordinary women and Glenn Close, I, you've been my idol for so long and this is not how I, I wanted it to be and I, I think you're amazing. I love you very much. Can you stop right there? <laughs>
Glenn Close now 0 for 7 yeah, at the shocking. Academy Awards. Yeah. Uh, Amy Adams now 0 for 6 yeah. at the Academy Awards. What's it take to win an Oscar? Yeah. Olivia Coleman. And Olive and Hildy, uh, my mum and my dad. <laughs> I, well, you know. You know. <laughs> you know them. Don't make me say it. <laughs> My kids are at home and watching. Look, well, if you're not, then <laughs> well, kind of well done. But um, I sort of, <laughs> sort of hope you are. This is not going to happen again. <laughs> this is the opposite of the Mahershala Ali speech, by the yeah. way. The exact opposite. She has so much joy and so much surprise. And it was interesting to me because she is one of the most decorated actresses of our time. I think she's won three BAFTAs, the British oh, equivalent right? of the Academy Awards. So she's no stranger to accepted speeches. Yeah. But it sounded like it, every word of that was sincere and heartfelt. But right. you can win 20 BAFTAs and <laughs> and you win an Academy Award. It's a whole different ball game. Anyone will tell you from anyone will tell you from England, but it's just it's a whole different ball game. The Oscars are a bigger deal than yeah, the Baptists ever will be. I agree. But I mean, what I'm, I'm saying is she's won a lot of yeah. awards. Yeah, she's in a Peep Show, probably the most decorated Amazing. British television show ever. I mean, and, and this, Broadchurch, yeah, this and is a big Flowers, deal. Yeah. and Fleabag. Yeah, I'm just gonna name everything. Yeah, I'm okay. not sure what's happening. Hot fuzz. <laughs> Can you go to uh, Rami Malik? I just have one more clip I want to play um, because it was it was odd to me. Oh my God. Uh, my mom is in here somewhere. Uh, oh, I, oh, I love you. I love you, lady. All right, now listen. There's always that person at an award show that goes, Woo! Right. Partway through. Right. Listen to the timing. My family, thank you for all of this. Um, you know, my dad didn't get to see me do uh, any of this. He's, he's not... But <laughs> There's no way she heard that, right? I, I, don't, don't. Oh. Think that might that could be here his dad. Oh, yeah, from heaven. Oh. I didn't even think about that. That's yeah. good. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And we have animal stories right now. Hit it, Steve. Maybe a raccoon or a story about a dog. Maybe a baboon or a story about a frog. A story about a cat or a pizza rat. A story about a minx or a story about a lynx. Animal stories in the news. Animal stories to cure your blues. Animal stories just for you. Let's find out what they're up to. We had a uh, seven-year-old come to our listener meetup in Atlanta when we were there for the Super Bowl who said that Animal Stories is his favorite thing on Kevin and Bean. So <laughs> I'm sorry I don't remember his name, but I'm dedicating this edition to him. Hoping he'll hear this on the podcast. Did you guys see Bam Bam, the dog that got his head stuck in the tire? No. I did not. What a dumb dog. <laughs> He's 11 months old. First of all, why do you have a spare tire leg in your front yard? Second of all, how did Bam Bam get his head in there? They look outside and they see him laying in the yard with a spare tire around his neck. <laughs> 
So they freaked out, as you can imagine. By the way, this happened down in uh, Orange County. Not often do we get an animal oh. story local, but uh, they take take her, uh, Bam Bam to the vet. They had a specialist there who had never seen anything like that before, and they worked on trying to get, you know, using soap and water, whatever they could think of to try to get the dog's head out of the tire. They weren't able to do it, so they called in the fire department. Fire department came in and cut the tire off. Bam Bam is going to be fine. How is the vet charging $2,000 for that visit when they didn't even get the dog's head out of the tire? I don't know. That's just rude. That's odd. Yeah. I'm writing a strongly worded letter, by the way. That Please should help do. a lot. Yeah. I think so. That should yeah. fix it. So if you think Bam Bam is dumb, and she is, here's a cat who says, hold my beer. We told you about a dog who got stuck in a tire. Remember that? Well, today it's a cat stuck in a cinder block wall. Okay. Now. Huh? A cat stuck in a cinder block wall crawled into a hole in a wall on a public street and couldn't get out, was stuck in there. Do you think because this is a cat story that they will mention how many lives a cat has? Of course. They have to. Yeah, it's in the handbook. It's really in the handbook when you become a news news reader? Okay. L.A. County Department of Animal Care and Control rescued this cat yesterday. Bebbers from the Downey and Baldwin Park Centers carefully extracted the cat from the wall the good news is the cat's okay. Oh, good. And get this. Yeah. They named him. What did they name the cat that was stuck in the wall? Oh, should we know this? <laughs> you should. We should know this. What did they name the cat that was stuck in the wall? Yowie. Wally. So creative. <laughs> no, They named him Wally, no. you nope. guys. No. Bean. That's, that's a negative. Come on. How do you find that so funny? Because <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> no word on how he got himself stuck in the first place, but it's a good thing cats have nine lives. Oh, there yes. it is. Ooh. Well played. There it is, you guys. They saved her for the end. <sighs> Oh, we should have bet on that. <laughs> Nancy Cheryl Burgess Dismuke is a woman with too many names. She had been wrestling with her dogs outside her mobile home in South Carolina when neighbors noticed that something was wrong. The animals had turned on their owner. Authorities said the two dogs, both boxer mis- mixes, became aggressive and killed her. <gasps> oh, man. Oh, no. And I bring this up, by the way. Amber Greer is another neighbor who called 911. She said it went like from looking like they were really playing to them eating her alive. Oh, my, oh my God. God, Bean. She was only 52, died of her injuries. I That's the worst story ever. It's a terrible story, but I just I can't imagine we all have pets or have had pets that we love, that we roughhouse with, that we think are on our side. They're our friends. They're our family. In a million years... You never expect that they're going to turn on you and eat you. No, it wouldn't even come into my mind. In a million years. And I'm sure that the morning that this lady woke up, her last day on Earth, she thought, I'm so lucky. I'm so blessed to have these wonderful pets. How does something like this happen? You have just screwed everybody up today. Everyone's now looking across the bed at their little dog like, when's my time? Right. This is awful, Bean. I know. A New Mexico woman is on a death. Her last words were... A New Mexico woman is on a desperate hunt for her disappearing pet that can't run fast and can't be missed. A 100-pound tortoise. There was a windstorm in Roswell, New Mexico last month. Strong winds opened up a gate that housed him. This is Dusty, her tortoise, who strolled away from the backyard and into the desert during the storm. They have been looking for her ever since. 
How far can a hundred pound <laughs> right? turtle go? <laughs> I lost my turtle Moesha one time when I lived in Washington. And she was gone for like four days. And then we found her like, I don't know, within 10 feet of where she, where she had lost. Yeah, I was going to say, you didn't do a real good check. <laughs> no, but she just four crawled days. off into the bushes. No. Ah, four days. I mean, It'll four days she was gone. And we found her like in the bushes 10 feet away. So how far away could this 100-pound tortoise be? And finally, this is my favorite story. This one comes out of Mississippi. I just, I mean, well, you'll see. Well, imagine dozens of vultures showing up on your roof or backyard, even your fence posts, and they don't leave. You don't know why they're there, and you are scared. It happened to an 80-year-old DeSoto County woman. It looked like I was being invaded by buzzards. You know, and I was like, God, what's all these buzzards doing out here? I'm sorry to tell you, (laughs) ma'am. The vultures know something that you don't That's know. What I'm saying. Oh man! I, I don't know no. if you know what vultures are famous uh, for. Oh no! But keep taking your vitamins. Eighty-year-old Alice Sturgill says dozens of buzzards or vultures, as they're actually known, set up camp in the trees around her DeSoto County home. It started in January. One day, she looked outside, and they had come much closer, sitting on the fence posts. A very disconcerting sight. She says she is afraid to go outside. I felt like they would pick me up and by my short and carry me away. She also thought she had been dropped into an Alfred Hitchcock movie. That's what I thought about, you know, the movie The Birds. But only these things was bigger. It's scary. You you see all those buzzards, all these big black things? It's, it's scary. All right, you don't, have to, get, you don't have to get racist about it. So <laughs> I think the message here is she old, right? right. This has been Animal Stories. <laughs> Stories to cure your blues. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K R O Q. If you watch the news, it's uh, super depressing. It's just one depressing story after another. Just beat you over the head. And that's why on Monday mornings, we like to do great news. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for Great News Today. Great News. All right. um, This is not going to sound like great news at the beginning. Okay. A woman is playing with her dogs. So (laughs) having the time of her life. So don't judge. Okay. Okay. Uh, Trent Fielder is 44. He was paralyzed in 2011 by a rare condition called Guillain-Barre syndrome. I'm sure I'm not saying that right. God damn it. The body's immune system mistakenly attacks parts of the nervous system, destroying nerves that allow the brain to communicate with his muscles. So you hate this guy. In 2012, he moved back to Texas where he was raised to try and get some help. And then his dad died. All right, I understand oh, this is bad. Oh, my gosh. Shortly after that, he was diagnosed with another neurological disorder. Kevin. That worsened his paralysis. You don't understand hold, the feature. Hold, please. In December 2013, he had surgery to make the pain better. Uh-huh. It failed and made the pain worse. Oh, my gosh. Gosh. And the doctor left a scalpel inside his body. <laughs> he he says, I literally was thinking, I just want to die. What's the point? Then mm-hmm. it, he saw his two kids, and it completely turned his entire body and mind around. He was like, I'm the luckiest person in the world to have these kids. So he started rehabbing for years. He had to learn to sit up. 
He had to learn to stand up. He had to learn to have good, you know, um, posture. Mm -hmm. He had to learn all these things. And he ended up, and this is where the good news part comes in, running a half Ironman marathon. Oh, my. Only half? All right. He made it 70.1 miles. What? Swimming. Um, and also uh, biking with his specialized bicycle over dozens of miles. He made it 70.1 miles, and he had .2 to go, and he was out. He couldn't no. do it. He couldn't do it. This is what happened to him during the 70.1 miles. Um, he tore his rotator cuffs and both biceps 17 miles in. At 57 miles in, he finally joined the foot race. It was in New Orleans, by the way, headed for the end of the uh, marathon, and then he just stopped two, two uh, tenths of a mile short. First responders, servicemen and women, and police officers joined him as he fell behind the other runners. He thought, oh, they're going to tell me to quit. Yeah. And I'm just going to have to, and he was sobbing, I'm just going to have to tell them that I can't quit. I can't. Right. I have to finish this race. Um he, they surprised him because they said, we're going to help you. And they got alongside of him and they stood him up out of his wheelchair, one person on each side, and walked with him toward the finish line. Yeah. And as he got right up to the finish line, he let go of them. He can't feel anything be below his waist now. He let go of them. And, and had a heart attack. And walked. Oh. And then broke into a slight jog and crushed the finish line. Oh, man. And did the Ironman half marathon. Oh, man. That that's dude, unbelievable. That dude, that's unbelievable. Yeah. How many of us would have just felt so bad for ourselves and just wanted to quit? Yeah, eight bad things ago. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but that guy actually finished. He was very wow. grateful to the first responders because their first thought was his first thought, which is, how can I finish? Yeah. And he did. That's amazing. And that's my great news. Most of it not great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good. That was a Lady Gaga inspiration look, I got to tell you. <laughs> Allie uh, sent me this story last week, and I've been thinking about it a lot and thought it was worth sharing for great news. The man's name is Matt Shokri. He sells eBay stuff uh, from his home in St. Louis, and he recently sold a VHS player to a man in Phoenix, Arizona for 40 bucks. Now, usually on eBay, you sell something, then you get an online review about the transaction. This guy instead got a typed letter in the mail. It turns out the person he sold the VCR to was an 86-year-old man named Don. Who had his, his VCR stolen earlier in life, and he nope. was suing. Nope. It okay. was his first ever purchase on eBay, and here's what the letter said. I found many old VHS tapes recently and wanted to see what is on them and realized I had no player, so I went to eBay for the first time and discovered your offer. I bought your player, and you shipped it within a few days. It looks new and unused. Amazing. I had some issues getting it going, which were mine and not the player. I'm 86 and perhaps not up to my game but I do get there eventually. And I discovered the VHR, uh, VHS works perfectly. Thank you so much for your care, your efforts, and your promptness. I watched tapes of my retirement party from 25 years ago, which I had never seen before. Geez, we were young. <laughs> then, he's really giving, going into a lot of detail right. from a guy who just sold him some junk, right? <laughs> then a tape of my wedding with all the family and friends, many of whom are no longer around. Then skiing trips, then kids growing up and travels, and most importantly, the gentle maturing of my family, each one more fun than the last, all thanks to your generous selling of the VHS player. I thought you would appreciate how much someone has enjoyed your offer. So you can imagine Matt gets this and he just starts weeping because, you know, to him it was just another transaction. He realizes how much it meant to this old man, 86 years old. They are now friends, by the way. They are pen pals. 
the man who sold the, v- the VCR has framed the letter and put it in his house because it means so much to him. And he has offered to digitize the videos of the man on the other side of the country so that he doesn't have to worry about his VHS tapes degrading. That's fantastic. How beautiful is that? That's beautiful. So much. No paralysis, no heart attacks, (laughs) no ripped rotator cuffs. No dogs eating their owner. (laughs) No dogs eating their owners. That's how you do great news. All right. Um, A couple years ago, I posted on my Instagram a picture that just, even to this day, it just gets me. It's it's a woman that is on a gurney, and it looks like she's looking out over the ocean, and then what looks to be like a guy in an ambulance company next to her. And it turns out it's from Australia, and it's Harvey Bay um, Ambulance Company. They had a palliative care patient who mentioned she just wanted to see the ocean again before she was going to die. Oh, so they wow. brought her out to look at the ocean and someone snapped this picture and it's just, it's beautiful and it's wonderful. And then I heard about this, that there is a group called the Ambulance Wish Foundation and they're out of the Netherlands. They use their medical transportation to help immobile seniors or hospice patients to check off one final item on their bucket list. So some people choose to visit loved ones. Some want to go to a casino, which I loved. <laughs> some, <laughs> an aquarium, a zoo, a beach. Some renew their vows at a church. It's essentially their last thing that they want to do before they're going to pass. And this ambulance company makes it possible. They've got a team of 270 medically trained volunteers, and they facilitate five or six trips for dying seniors years every single day. Wow. Guys, this is insane. So it's been going on since 2007 and they have fulfilled over 7,000 hospital patient which wishes, which is just That's amazing. How phenomenal is that? And it's based out of the Netherlands, but the idea has been so amazing that is now spread to other countries including Germany, Israel, Brazil, England, Japan, and Ecuador. So it's kind of make a wish for old people. Exactly what it is. Yeah, you hear about little kids that get their make a wish and it's amazing and it's some of the most beautiful heartwarming stuff you'll ever see but so many people don't think about our dying seniors and this is their one last item to check off of their bucket list so thank you to this company the ambulance wish foundation the dutch charity which is just wonderful and that's my great news the kevin and bean show world famous k-rock catch your reflection in the glass try to forget just who you really are just released that is simple creatures and the name of that song is strange love i love that it's mm-hmm. great too that's that's a hit you guys yeah telling you uh we mentioned that was uh, mark hoppus and alex uh, gaskarth from all time low their new band simple creatures and mark put something up on social media the other day let's bring him into the conversation here because i know we got him on the phone Hey, Mark. How you doing, man? Good. How are you today? Great song. Thank you very much. Yeah, Seriously. Like that That's a good one. Yeah, really. <laughs> you, give it, you give it thumbs up, huh? I like so, that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll let it go. That's cool. <laughs> you, uh, you tweeted something the other day that we thought was hilarious and we thought might we might expand into a, a phone topic to our listeners at 1-800-520-1067. Out of the blue, all these years later, you put up a tweet about what's my age again. How come? What was going on? Uh, I saw something on Twitter where somebody referenced uh, What's My Age Again, and they said that the lyric was, I walk alone to get the feeling right. (laughs) And I felt like it's come up a few times since I've written the song, and people have sung it incorrectly, and so I put it out there that it's actually I wore cologne to get the feeling right. 
And I got such a response on that that apparently, like, Apple Music had the lyrics wrong and it was wrong <laughs> on the lyric pages. <laughs> Does that happen a lot? Uh, it happens from time to time. It hasn't happened a whole lot, but that specific lyric seems to cause people the most trouble. And uh, and then it was like a total Mandela effect. So many people were like, no, 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 it's always Walk Alone. And then I started thinking, wait, have I been singing Walk Alone even though I recorded? Am I wrong? Even though I recorded War Cologne? Uh, but no, it's War Cologne. So War Cologne is what you're saying, not Work Alone. Work Alone to not get the feeling alone. right. Not yeah. Walk Alone. Walk alone. Right. No, but I'm saying, I just want to make sure we understand, it's it's it's... Your it's walk alone is the correct one or the wrong? No, no that's the wrong one. See? Okay, wrong but one. no, but I'm saying there's a there's also a difference between work alone and war cologne. I just want to make sure between those three we know which one is the right one. I, I'm confused now completely. Here, uh, let war me cologne. Help. Just I, war cologne. cologne is the correct. Everybody, not everybody, a lot of people thought it was I walk alone. Okay, to get but the when you're saying right. it, I can't tell whether you're saying work alone or I'm, war I'm not cologne. Work no one at said all. Work, I'm saying walk. 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 It's it's war cologne. <laughs> All right, here's the clip. It was a Friday night. I walk alone to get the feeling right. I mean, you can sort of see. It's 50-50. I thought he was a little Britishy there. He's like, I walk alone. See why people may have thought that was I walk alone. Do, do you think it's <laughs> yeah, possible it has totally anything to do with? Like is it possible that Billy Joe's "I Walk Alone" in Boulevard of Broken Dreams may be confusing people because they kind of know that's what he says in that song, so they think that's what you say in your song? It could be, but I want people more to sing his lyrics incorrectly and sing, uh, I wore cologne, I wore cologne. <laughs> that would be awesome. Mark, you're, you're a singer-songwriter and a lifelong music fan. Has it ever happened to you where you've not known the lyrics to a song and found out after the fact you've been singing it wrong? Yes. Uh, I mean, aside from Hold Me Closer, Tony Danza. <laughs> sure. Uh, to, uh, there's like uh, there was Jimmy Eat World lyrics that I heard incorrectly and turned into Blink lyrics uh, because I thought that they sounded cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of joy of listening to music is trying to uh, understand what people are saying, and then when you think it's wrong, but uh, when you when you sing it wrong, but it means something more to you, I think that's pretty cool, actually. I'll tell you this: I have sang the wrong lyrics to a song. Uh, for decades, and I'm not changing because it's just, okay, it, you're just now, sticking with it? it just brings me joy. And it's ACDC, Dirty Deeds, and it's Dirty Deeds and what? Dun Dirt Dun Cheap? Dirt cheap yeah. Nope, it's yes. Thunder Chief. Dirty <laughs> Deeds thunder and the good. Thunder Chief. As a little kid, that's what I sang, that is and I better. still do it. Right? Uh -huh. Thunder Chief. Uh, in the Jay Z Kanye song, Edwards in Paris, uh, I, he's, Prince Williams ain't doing it right if you ask me because. If I was him, I would have married Kate and Ashley, mm -hmm. which is referencing, obviously, the Olsen twins. Right. But for about two weeks, I would rap, because uh, if I was him, I would have married Casey Anthony. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's very much different. Much darker. A completely very different. different definition. Yeah. Much but darker. I, wow. I, when I first heard it, I went, why would he say that? That seems crazy rude. Like, you know what I mean? But then I thought it was like, oh, Kate and Ashley, got it. We had uh, Gerard Way in for My Chemical Romance, mm -hmm. and I brought, one, I brought one up to him in studio. I was like, mm -hmm. I don't understand. In your, in your song, mm -hmm. Sing, listen to this. I, yeah, sing it to your I thought he said sing it to your nuts. Makes sense. And I was like, why are you singing it to your nuts? And he said, that's cute. That's not what I said. I was like, oh, okay, good. So what's the, what's the real lyric there? Sing it till your nuts. 
Okay, that's better. Yeah, two is a very different thing. That makes a lot of sense. That's terrible. The real lyric is awful. <laughs> <laughs> so I should keep singing it my way? Yes. Yes. Sing it till you're nuts. Sing that's it. just a bad line. So sing it to your nuts. Is that's it? That's yeah, it. Sing now. it to okay. your nuts is, right. is better because at least that says something. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's way more bleak anyway. All right. Yeah. What? What? Eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. We all have them. What songs have you thought you knew the words to? And found out later you had been mishearing them. Mark, thank you for setting us straight on this. And as always, yes. we appreciate you coming on the Kevin Meacher. Have a great day. Yeah, you too, guys. Take it, man. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Let's take one phone call. We're talking about misheard lyrics. We've got Dan from Pico Rivera. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, everyone. So this topic speaks to you. It's happened to you as well. It has, and I feel like an idiot because I misheard the title of the song. All right. Um, it's uh, Imagine Dragons, Radioactive. Right. And. Instead of hearing radioactive, for the longest time, I just kept hearing ready to rock you. <laughs> ready to rock you? <laughs> ready to rock you. Ready to rock I mean, you. I mean, it fits, but exactly. it doesn't rhyme. When it doesn't know, rhyme, don't you think, hey, that's weird that that doesn't rhyme with what I'm singing? That's why I feel like an idiot, but it does, but it is. Okay. All right. Good one, Dan. Thank you for the call. 1-800-520-1067. We want to hear your misheard lyrics. By the way, from the 323, Josh says, I always thought this song was Where's My Asian Friend? <laughs> Not What's My Age Again? Let's play it for you. Talking about misheard lyrics, which a lot of people seem to have. Yeah. Well, how can you not? I mean, so many songs, it's tough to decipher the lyrics, and you just have to guess. You just have to wing it. And part of my problem is I just sing whatever I heard, and then mm-hmm. that's stuck in my mind, and I don't ever go check. Oh, also, right. if you do it wrong in front of me, I'm not correcting you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The uh, Probably the most misheard lyric of last year, it was a big thing, was Blank Space by Taylor Swift. You know this one? She says the real lyric has got a long list of ex-lovers. They'll tell you I'm insane. But what everybody thought it was, including Taylor's mom, was got a lot of Starbucks lovers. They'll tell you I'm insane. And people were like, why is Taylor singing about Starbucks? Her mom mm-hmm. thought that? Her mom, Even her mom thought that, but millions of fans did too. So she actually had to come out and say, guys, no, it's not a Starbucks thing. This is what the real lyrics are. <sighs> Missed opportunity for money. Right? So, <laughs> she could have sold that, yep. right? So we're taking your calls at 1-800-520-1067. What's the song you didn't know the lyrics to and then you found out later? Where do you want to go first? Elizabeth in Monrovia. Good morning. Hi, good morning, party people. Hello. Hello. Misheard lyrics, what do you got? Okay, so when I was growing up as a kid, there's a song, it's called Manic Monday. And the lyric goes, it's just another Manic Monday. But I grew up thinking, it's just another man, it's Monday. And I always thought, wow, what a whole bag. And then I just (laughs) found out recently that that wasn't the lyric. And I was like, oh. It's just another Manic Monday. That's a weird thing that you thought. I mean, she was just getting real lucky every Monday. It's just another man. It's Monday. That's what I thought. I was like, whoa, what a home bag. <laughs> Considering how bad Mondays are. I know. Kind of uplifting. <laughs> well, thank Elizabeth. you for the call. We appreciate that. All right. Let's go to uh, Chris, who is calling us from Lake Forest. Good morning. Morning party, people. Yeah, so uh, I always uh, heard the CCR song as a kid, Bad Mood Rising, as there's a bathroom on the right. <laughs> I, I just I thought like that it. they were giving friendly directions. I, I don't know. <laughs> Here's the clip. You thought that was bathroom on the right. I mean, it's I very handy. Was bathroom on the right. yeah. I hear it. I hear it. I yeah. do too. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to say John Fogarty is wrong and Chris is right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Chris, for the call. We appreciate that. Uh, Let's go to Ryan, who is calling us from uh, Columbia, Tennessee. Hey, Ryan. Oh. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Thank you for streaming. We appreciate that. Yes, sir. All right, which one? 
Uh, regulate by uh, Nate Dogg or G. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, they, they always say, regulators, mount up. Mm-hmm. I always thought it was regulators, Mondo. Mondo? <laughs> I, I don't know who Mondo is or why they'd be talking to him, but it was like a decade went by. And then one day, my buddy's like, what, what are you saying? <laughs> mount up. It was a mount, mount up. It sounds like mount yeah. up, but if you heard Mondo, I guess that's what you heard, right? Right? <laughs> All right thank thank you. you for the call. Appreciate that. Uh, from the 626, uh, the lyric for Metallica, Enter Sandman, Exit Light, Enter Night. My wife insisted it was Exit Light, End Your Life. Wow. wow. That's very different. By yeah. the way, not a bad lyric. Not, no, not a bad lyric at all, but I think you ought to explore more what your wife is thinking. Yeah, her wife should be in, like, Insane Clown Posse or something. Let's go to Andrew in uh, San Fernando. Good morning. Hey, how's it going, guys? I feel like it might be worse if it's an older song and a classic. Mm-hmm. Does that make it worse? Maybe. Yeah, sorry to say, uh, growing up, always heard the song Beat It from Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Chorus line, when it says... Um, you know, showing how funky uh, and strong your fight is your fight. I always thought he said shower hot monkey. <laughs> I mean, in your defense, it's difficult for Michael Jackson. Also, in your defense, it works with bubbles. Yeah. He he have a monkey. Clearly he shower a monkey. hot monkey. So, yeah. If you don't know the lyrics and hear that one part of the song, it does actually kind of sound like it. All right. We're with you on that one. Shower hot monkey. <laughs> I like it. Kind of good. Yeah. Gina writes in, Dear Kevin and Bean, until I was about 20, I thought Our House by Madness went Our House in the Middle of Austria, not <laughs> Our House in the Middle of Our Street. Okay. Wow. All right. I guess I can see that. Sure. Let's go to uh, Sonia in Azusa. Hi. Hi. Talking about misheard lyrics. What do you got? For about 13 years, I thought... Someday, Sunday, bloody Sunday with someday, buddy, someday. <laughs> someday, buddy, someday. Like encouragement. So, yeah. Or a threatening. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that too, buddy, a someday. Threatening. More of a threat. <laughs> oh, <dear>. oh, boy. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> okay. That must have been so weird for you when you found out what it was really about, an actual well, historical event. It was. It was in high school. We studied the battle of Bloody Sunday, and I mm-hmm. put two and two together. Okay. And you're like, oh, yeah. I'm going to keep that to myself. Here's the song. <laughs> someday, buddy, someday. That yeah, makes sense. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. All, right. All right. Appreciate the call. Thank you, Sonia. All right. Let's go to uh, line five. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go to Donna. This is this is Alyssa the Alley's favorite call of the year already. <laughs> Hi, Donna. Hi, party uh, people. Good morning. Um, back Back in my hot dog on a stick days, we would all be sitting there listening to the radio in the back, cleaning up, and my angel is the centerfold came on, and one of the girls sang it as, my anus is the center hole. (laughs) (laughs) I like that better. My anus is the center hole. My blood runs cold. Yeah, I like it. Wow. I like it a lot. Wow, that's different, but look, I think yours is better. I mean, the fact that the song was called Centerfold should have been. Uh, yeah, no, listen, sometimes you hear what you want to hear. I guess so. <laughs> Thank you for the call. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Allie, what's happening? Yeah, we're going to talk about, you know, who won, who didn't, what was a surprise, all that stuff. But um, I'm not sure if you saw this. It was the Vanity Fair Oscar party Sunday night, last night. And Selma Blair attended. It was her first time out 
that people have seen her um, after she was diagnosed with uh, multiple sclerosis in October. So her first public appearance. And she was um, on the red carpet. She had a cane. She was obviously walking a little bit differently. And she was taking the time to she had this gorgeous gown on and then would just swing part of the gown so the and the whole people all the people that were taking the pictures were like do it again do it again <laughs> she's just she was just taking in the moment and it was just it's really beautiful and it's really inspiring to see her out there and just living her life and yep. giving giving so many people that are fighting with MS every single day something to go you know what look she's out there we can yeah. we can all do this. So, mm-hmm. she looked amazing. So I don't uh, watch the red carpet because the show is enough of an investment without mm-hmm. having to tack another hour on it. But was there anything uh, interesting? Did Seacrest embarrass himself or anything? Um, there was one interesting moment that I saw. It was the the pre show on a, whatever channel it was on. ABC. It was on ABC, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where Ashley Green was interviewing. She's the model, mm-hmm. and she was interviewing Jason Momoa. And he was with his wife, Lisa Bonet. And if anyone else saw this, please let me know. Because it was so awkward. Oh, no. She's like, I'm not going to let you leave here without doing one of the haka moves. And she wanted to see him, like, do one of those moves. And Lisa Bonet literally put her hand and she goes, no, no. Uh. Like, honey, my husband is not going to jump around and do those moves for you right here on this red carpet. Like, it was, she pretty much was like, let me just squash any thoughts that you're going to have my husband jump around in his gorgeous pink crushed velvet suit, which, by the way, had a matching scrunchie. Don't think I didn't notice that. It was yeah, amazing. It was a very big and I topic loved last it. night. But I also loved how many people were like, wait, Lisa Bonet and Jason Momoa? Yeah, they've been married for a couple years, let yeah. alone been together forever. They live on like a farm together yeah, or something. They're, yeah, they're just magic together. But I had to just hand it to Lisa Bonet that was just like, Mm-mm, we are not doing that. <laughs> yeah. It was it was pretty amazing. So that I enjoyed. Everything else, eh, whatever. I'm with Bean. I can't watch another second other than the show. Yeah. Maybe the show's oh, painful. Yeah. No, and I, I don't care what people are wearing. And I and there and there's never a good interview on the red carpet ever. Mm-hmm. It's just all filler. I hear ya. Because you have like, to spend 20 seconds with that person and then, then move on to the next person. Is there a, a worse question in the universe than what? Do you, who are you wearing? No. Mm-mm. I mean, there's nothing worse. And there was a campaign, wasn't there, from a yeah. lot of women a few years ago to say, hey, why don't you start asking other questions than that? Because that's not what I'm, that's not the important thing. Yeah, I think they have started to adjust. But they still, oh. I, did they still have the petty cam and the manny cam? Over that was the e, e thing they used to e, do. Yeah. Because yeah. that seems like that should be canceled. That sounds like the worst That's idea ever. Dumb. Also, like, I don't know. You shouldn't be zooming in on people's feet, you weirdo. <laughs> I will say that I was, while we're talking uh, fashion, uh, I think almost everybody looked great on stage last night of the people who came up. But Lady Gaga's 125 carat yellow diamond. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were say her yellow skin. No, her no, yellow, orange. orange skin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a but weird look. But that yellow diamond was insane. That necklace yeah. was unbelievable. It, it looked too heavy to wear. Sure yeah. did. I will say this, because I didn't notice the back of her dress until she was sitting at the piano. It brought me back to my uh, swim team days, because it was the total back of a Speedo bathing suit that you would wear in swim team. That was the back of her dress? And I thought, wow, that's probably so comfy. That was my thought. Like, she's probably one of the only comfortable people there. My thought was, how is she so orange? Yeah, I kept thinking, is she Ernie from Bert and Ernie? (laughs) 
Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of spray tans went a little too sprayish. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe they had for the performance that Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper had, which, by the way, was magnificent. I thought, yeah, terrific. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe they had put an orange light on. So the did screen. I. But, but then when they got up and walked I away, know. I went, "Oh, they're still orange." They sure are orange. It looked like when you're at like a buffet and the chickens under a light. You know yes. what I mean? Like that yes. orange look. It, I, and you're right yeah. that I thought, "Oh, it's the light of the thing." But then when she turned her body, I noticed it's also like on her shoulders. Like, yeah, she's all orange. Yeah. yeah. They came very close to making out on I'm that telling you, though. man, they're here's, not helping those rumors. Uh, here's my question, you guys. How many wives turned to their husband during that ceremony and was like, if your coworker looks yeah. at you like that, we're going to have some problems. It was not cool. It was a lot. And to think his, you know, baby mama right there in the front row, his mother in the front row. And I know you have to suspend your belief for a bit because I they're felters. I know what you're saying because yeah. it looked real. I felt yeah. like it was part of the performance. I think on her end, it's very real. Okay. Oh, real. I don't know. I, don't I just know. to me it just looked like okay. I mean she did just break up with her fiance with within the last 3 months, right? Yeah. Within the last But I'm not weeks, sure yeah. on stage at yeah. the Oscars is where you make your move. No. no. <laughs> I'm not positive no. that's what no. you want to do. Yeah, but it's like it felt like Hollywood folklore. Like it felt like in 2 years when they get married we, you'll all be like, "Oh, did you see them when they performed that song? You right? you saw it coming." You know you what I mean? You can't deny that chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. I did like there was a press release from that went to the AP. It like came up on my phone, and it was a headline, and it just said Bradley Cooper looks in love with his girlfriend on the red carpet. And I was like, <laughs> what publicist Whoa. is pushing this story out? Good Lord, yeah, it was a uh, it was a lot, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm holding on a little a little tighter to Bradley mm-hmm. at the after parties. Uh huh. That's all I'm saying. Where you going, Brad? Brad, where are you going? Going to the bathroom. Going, wait, where's the bathroom? <laughs> you just had a you just had a corn dog. Are you going back? <laughs> a I, lot. I'll go with you to get a drink. <laughs> well, there were also some awards handed out, you guys. Oh, the Raz, what? The Razzies. No. We're talking about the 39th annual Razzie Awards. I feel like these are my movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holmes and Watson won Worst Picture, and the film also picked up the Golden Raspberry in three other categories, including John C. Riley for Worst Supporting Actor. That should never be Ridiculous. It. Never be Do you it. agree, Kevin? You did not like that movie either. I mean, it wasn't great, but I love Will Ferrell, and I love John C. Yeah. Riley, and mm-hmm. just even watching them in a bad movie is sort of fun because I like them. Absolutely. But it was not a great movie, no. Uh, Melissa McCarthy, who it's very funny because she's nominated for an Oscar on the same night they're giving away the Razzies. She won Worst Actress for appearing in both Life of the Party and The Happy Time Murders. Okay. Do you guys remember how excited I was sure, for Happy sure Time do. Murders? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't understand your excitement there, but okay. Oh, just puppets Muppets in general, in general yeah. just delight me to no end. it could end. have been great, Jensen. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. And so, Life of the Party could have been great. I mean, I... A lot. I mean, it just doesn't come together. I mean, Holmes and Watson, we could. I mean, how is that bad? Yeah. You saw that coming. You're like, this is going to be great. I will tell you this about Happy Time Murders. If you've ever seen when they do Puppet Up, the Henson group. And yes, they do, yes, yes, yes. That's Brian's One of the yeah. greatest live shows you will ever see. And that was what they were see. trying to capture. And that's what yeah. they were trying to capture. So I was all in. Yeah. Couldn't wait. Went to a screening. And as we left the screening, my friend looked at me with the most earnest look on his face and said, I'm really sorry, Abby. Yeah. <laughs> like, somehow, he had something to do with it, the movie. It, no good. <laughs> oh, no I'm just good. saying. The trailer was great. Amazing. That's one of those where it's like, okay, yeah. if it's this good, it's, yeah. it's going to... It wasn't that good. 
just saying, could have been, could have been a little yeah. better. Yep. You guys could have mm-hmm. been a little better. Uh, as for uh, movies, they still happen this weekend. What? How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, took the top spot at the box office, bringing in $55.5 million, followed by Alita, Battle Angel. Lego Movie 2, the second part, came in third. Fighting with my family came in fourth. And at fifth, isn't it too romantic? Some birthdays for you. We've got Sean Astin. We've got Rashida Jones, Chelsea Handler, Jamila Jamil, and Ric Flair. Right? That was a weird speech at the Oscars last night. Making up for not having woos the last three hours. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Our next guest is better on one hour of sleep than I am on ten. He is Matt Bellany, the executive editor of The Hollywood Reporter, and we always love seeing Matt the day after big award shows like last night's Academy Awards. He was there. He was at the parties. Let's welcome him back to the hey. show. Okay. Hey guys. Matt, good morning. How are you feeling? I'm actually doing pretty well. It was a, a long day, a long night, but yeah. I'm I'm still going. Thank God for it'll, coffee. It'll hit you like noon. Sure. 1 p.m. <laughs> You'll fall asleep. Although I'm sure you have a very busy day in the office today just uh, cleaning it up, right? Totally, doing a yeah. The it, Oscars yeah. are not over. They, uh, <laughs> they last for the most of this week, too. We have uh, so many questions, some topics that we sp- spoke about amongst ourselves earlier. Obviously, the, the Green Book win, uh, you know, the no host. We want to get into all that. But I think the first question question on everybody's mind is how close did you get to Taylor Swift last night? That's, right. I, uh, can I just interrupt and say that's not the first question on everybody's mind. That's the only thing that matters, it Kevin. It just isn't. <laughs> Let's just get it out of the way at the beginning. Please. I, I was not that close to Taylor Swift last night. I The night before the Oscars, there is an industry Hollywood party, and I did stand next to her at the bar. She looked no lovely. Way. She no was, way. Although, get real. Unfortunately, <laughs> Bean, she was standing with her boyfriend the entire night, uh, uh-huh. fortunately for you. But uh, he seemed like a very nice guy. I actually sat behind him. This guy, Joe, what's his name? Joe Alwyn. Alwyn. Mm-hmm. He is. Uh, he was in the favorite. So <laughs> he Bean, si- Bean answers like he's also touching right. his voodoo doll <laughs> yeah, yeah. at the same time. He was in the favorite and uh, Mary Queen of Scots. He was in both of them. Okay, I was not year. aware of that latter yeah. one. But yeah, uh, you know, it's interesting. He did not get the proper seat respect that you would think Taylor Swift's boyfriend would get at the Oscars. He was sitting right by me in my seat was not that great. Mm. So but he wasn't with Taylor at the awards. He was not with Taylor. Now that's no. the yeah. difference. Right, he was so low. Yeah. Move yeah. up. Later at the party, she showed up. Oh, yeah, then up. you get in. Then right. he's at every party. He gets a VIP table. Totally. But you got to yeah. bring her along. Yeah, now, he was sitting you, with a you... co-star. Did you talk to Taylor when you were at the bar with her? Uh, oh, for the Lord. Only, in the, sakes, only in the like shortest pleasantries. I was not, you know, I was not interrogating her. Okay. This was not an interview setting. I was giving her. All some right, let's talk freedom. Oscars. No, hold on. One more question. How does she smell? Uh, well, according to my interpretation, she smelled like the old fashioned that I was drinking okay. because I did not <laughs> actually <laughs> sniff her. Um, I'm sorry. Next time, maybe you can get nope. a better correspondent yeah. to come in here about All her right. smell. Matt, let's talk about what will. This Oscars, the two things this Oscars will be remembered for, and I telegraphed them both uh, when you sat down. One, how effective do you think the no host Oscars was? I'm seeing generally positive reviews on that. Yeah, I think the the Tina Fey crew that came out yeah. 
they they you know they made people a lot calmer about that because they were funny and they that just made me want them to stick around. You know what though? Less is more. I, I think they understood yeah. less is more. And then you don't have the pressure to do it all night long. Yeah. You just get to get that monologue. And it was you know it was a real quick run. Mm-hmm. But like that was great. Yeah. And then get them out of there. That's all the people want. They just yeah. want to laugh and they just want to watch their award show and their celebrities getting trophies. So and the show is so long that you kind of start to resent the host for every comedy bit that he or she does in the second or third hour yeah. because you're like just get this over. But I would say already. not good ones. I would. Say Say bad hosts. No host is better than bad host, but good hosts are better than good, no yeah. hosts. Good hosts are still great, but they got rid of a lot of the stunts. There were no helicopters bringing in sandwiches. There were no real people, you know, brought out from the street. None of that stuff. And they no just, comedy taped bits, which usually are pretty good. Yeah, sometimes they're good. Yeah, like they, <laughs> like they, they, they cost sometimes. a lot, though. They do yeah. cost a lot, yeah, and budget. you know. And the big goal for the show was to get it in under three hours. They didn't quite make it. It was a little bit over, but about a half hour shorter than last year, which yeah. is great. And compared to the Grammys, who went like 40 over. Exactly. This is a dream, is yeah. there any possible way to cut down on the thanking names? No. Because they try. They've tried every possible way. They, they specifically tell them at the luncheon for all the nominees, they say, do not read a list. Do not whip it out. We are not going to. Those are two different things completely. <laughs> do, do well, not... to be honest, it is something that needs to be said in Hollywood. These yes, days, so. that is true. But they say, if you start reading names, we will give you the wrap it up line. And it just, it does, some people listen and others just don't. But like that historic moment when, I'm sorry, I don't remember her name, but she won um, uh, makeup or, or visual effects or something for Black Panther. She was the first African-American. Yes, Ruth ever. Carter. Ruth Carter was the uh, was one of the designer. worst speeches of the night. I mean, she she it felt like she was up there for four minutes reading a, a the phone book. Right. It and then, couldn't have been more boring. And then at the end of the night, when they're ra- trying to wrap it up, they cut off Best Picture and cut yeah. off you know the people you actually do care about. Right, right. So they just, people, I guess people just feel like this, I didn't get here alone, I owe it to these people to thank them publicly, But don't we all know that? Yeah. I mean, don't we all know that every single person up there has a huge supporting cast and a team of people? and Your agent, your publicist. One year they even tried to do a scroll, if you remember that, at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. the names to try to get people to not say them, and that didn't work either. (laughs) They just read the names anyway. Yeah, exactly. Then it was doubly annoying. (laughs) I I get that people have people that they want to thank, that type of thing, but the the ones that stick with you are the Regina Kings that tells a story that's inspiring. Absolutely. Yeah. Gaga. That, that yeah. makes you just, they, you remember those. That's and right. I feel like everybody knows that, Allie, but yeah. they forget once Allie, they get up you're there. Missing, you're missing, I write down all their children's names. So at the end of the year, I send them a Christmas card. So okay. it's important that My they bad. say it. I yeah. would like to say this, though. Uh, giving an acceptance speech in front of a crowd like that mm-hmm. is a completely different skill than most of these actors. Yes. Absolutely. A some lot people of are them good at it. Yes, yes. Others are just not good at it. I mean, yeah. and some are sort of lovably good, not good at it. The woman from The Favorite, when she... She's won. the best. That oh, was my favorite. That was hilarious. Yeah. And it was yeah. because she was so flustered, she did not expect to win. Yeah. And it was a real moment of emotion. And that's what people watch these shows yeah. for. All right, we have a lot of ground to cover. Matt Bellany is our guest, the executive editor of The Hollywood Reporter. We have time. We have 90 seconds we can cover this. Um, A lot of disappointment over, as is so often the case, over the best picture. We talked about it earlier today, Matt. What are your thoughts? Green Book is not going to be a film we feel that five years from now people are going to look back and be delighted that it won the best Oscar. No, but you know what? Like the, The history of the Oscars is that. 
if you look back at some of these movies that win, like The Artist or Birdman yeah. or some of these, you know, more art film movies, they just they just are not the best representation of what Hollywood can do, in my opinion. But is it a bad movie? No. no. Is it racist? No. Is it, you know, some of the things that have been lobbed at it? It's fine. It's totally fine. Well, I want That's their, what I, you want I, in I, a movie. I want that movie's publicist. Yeah. <laughs> that, because to have four outstanding controversies oh, while know. you're nominated and still win it and not be a great movie is incredible. It just was one of those movies that it hits the Academy right where they live. They are mostly older, liberal, white right. people <laughs> right. who want to feel good about their Oscar vote, and they felt good about that, despite the fact that the writer was tweeting anti-Muslim things. and they With had, a Muslim star as the film. Uh, yeah. yeah, and, the, and the Viggo Mortensen said the N-word during the campaign. I saw <laughs> so one crazy. tweet that said, I know why it won, because the old white voters watched the movie for five minutes and went... I had a Cadillac like that. <laughs> and I laughed so hard. Matt, I wish that much? wasn't true. I, I love the behind-the-scenes stuff that you give in The Hollywood Reporter. How much did Netflix spend on their campaign for Roma? I, the official number is 25, but I've heard... Oh, million. 25 million. Oh, wow. I've heard 40. I've heard 40 from oh credible gosh. sources. Wow. Because okay, I mean, it is their shot. I mean, now, they'll have another one, obviously, but this was a big shot for them. Absolutely, and it's all positive for them. Mm -hmm. All, it's just marketing their service. This is where you can watch a an Oscar contending film yeah. right now. Yeah. Now, So had they even not won, it didn't matter because Netflix is I mean, the beneficiary. Netflix is playing with funny money anyways. Yeah. It's all, they're spending billions of dollars on content, even though they don't make a profit because it's all about their subscriber numbers and their stock price. But this was their big moment. They knew they had the goods here. This is a really well-liked film, even though a lot of people who watched it on the service fell asleep after the first 20 minutes. <laughs> but they knew that they could get that Oscar if they, or at least get in contention if they spent the money. And they spent it pretty smartly. Quick, right. quick, quick, quick okay. question with a quick answer. Does it ever become the popular movie awards? No. 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 It can't ever. No. Because Even when they tried the popular movie they tried, award. They tried the popular Oscar and it got rejected in yeah. 20 seconds Soundly. because yeah. the people that are in the Academy don't want that. Right. And then they lucked out. I mean, the early numbers on the ratings are that they're actually up a little. Well, I think they're going to be up because of Bohemian Rhapsody and because, and of, because uh, of Black Panther. Black Panther yeah. and yeah. Star is Born. They nominated and they ended up Money nominating makers. popular movies yeah. because mm -hmm. that's just the, the year that it was. Yeah. Um, All so, right. Matt, mm -hmm. please stand by. Uh, Hollywood Reporter, by the way, THR.com for all the coverage of the 91st Academy Awards. More other guests right after this on K Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 I know sometimes, Matt, that the Academy rewards past mistakes. They they kind of consider the award, and they shouldn't. But rather than for an individual performance, they go, well, this is for a body of work because you've been shafted in the past. Um, I don't think that's what ha happened with Spike Lee. I think Spike Lee deserved his Oscar last night. But I asked that question to ask this one. Why can't Glenn Close win an Oscar? And wouldn't last night have been the night to say, my God, what a career this woman has had? That was the biggest shocker of the night by far. There was a gasp in the room when she didn't win because everybody thought that the seventh time would be the charm for her. And I think ultimately just not enough people saw that movie. The Wife was a really small movie. Pe more people saw The Favorite. Olivia <laughs> Coleman, who's the star of The Favorite, um, she, she's very popular. You know, she's yeah, but she's not a name. I mean, you would think this would be the career anointment for for Glenn Close, and it just wasn't to be. Do people n not like her for some reason? I don't if, because if there she's is a some, great actress. I know if there is some mafia in Hollywood that is like <laughs> trying to deny Glenn Close her Oscar, it's I am working. unaware of it. But it is working. It's and, odd. 
Yeah, I don't know. I just think that, you know, it, she was out there on the circuit. She was at all the parties. She was shaking hands, doing all and the things that And she was winning a lot of the awards leading up to the Oscars. Absolutely. All the indicators suggested she would win. Okay. But, but one thing to, to note is that the Academy has let in a lot of new voters over the past few years mm-hmm. in an attempt to diversify. Mm-hmm. A lot of those new voters are in England and Europe. Ah, so the theory is, that, right? is that because Olivia Coleman is so well known in in uh, British movies, that that's what tipped the scale. I'm not sure about that, but it could be true. She's also, also so good. good. She was wonderful. Yeah, she was fantastic. And that yeah. movie did not. The favorite didn't win anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was where people put all their eggs. Okay, I mentioned Spike Lee. Let's talk about that. Um, he first of all is dressing like Prince, and not just the purple suit, but he literally had the Prince the Prince symbol. symbol. Yeah on a chain around his neck. What's that about? Do you know? Uh, well, he did not consult me uh, this time. <laughs> Usually he calls You're me You're an asks, insider, Matt. I, I need to know. But he did not consult me this time. Uh, I think Spike is Spike. I mean, he was showing up uh, with in sneakers to most of the other shows, and he does what he wants to do. And, and, and I think people knew that he had two big chances to win. He had director, which was a long shot, and then he had this screenplay award, which people thought that he would right. potentially win. So that was the big anticipation moment during the show is what will Spike say? And I think he delivered. I mean, yes, but not in a great way. <laughs> it sounded like he wasn't reading very well. Here's a little bit of it. The word today is irony. The date, the 24th, the month, February, which also happens to be the shortest month of the year, which also happens to be Black History Month. The year 2019 the year 1619, 400 years. 400 years, our ancestors were stolen from Mother Africa to, and brought to Jamestown, Virginia, enslaved. Our ancestors worked the land from Kansas City in the morning to Kansas City at night. Keep going, so, I mean, stop, I, keep going, stop. I, I, listen, stop. I've been there before. What he did is he wrote down some bullet points, mm-hmm. and then he got up there and got so nervous he just read the bullet points. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Totally he, true. He, he, There's pictures happened. of him writing his little that's speech what beforehand. Oh, I, we've man. all been there. Yeah. I did but, like I did like his love and hate. Uh, that, was, that was cool, those, yeah. From Do the Right Thing. Radio I did Raheem, like yeah. that he jumped on top of Samuel Jackson, too. That was awesome. Yes. Oh, that continued during the commercial, by <laughs> the way. Oh, yeah, really? They cut to commercial, but then there was a love fest. It's a good thing they weren't on the air. They might have to censor that. Yeah, <laughs> Matt, I only I only caught two political moments last night, and that surprised me because I feel like we're even more divisive, and there's even more controversy about what's going on in this country than ever before. But Spike talked about the 2020 election, and Maya Rudolph near the beginning talked about Mexico not paying for the wall. Were you surprised that there wasn't more of that? There, there were a couple more. Um, Javier Bardem made a reference to walls not being able to take talent out of America. He t- talked in Spanish. That was that beautiful. Was Spanish, so that yeah. doesn't count. Though. I thought that was beautiful. <laughs> Uh, and Alfonso Cuarón said something similar, but but there wasn't, you know, Trump's name was never mentioned. Uh, but I think that that the the sentiment was there. The Academy hates politics. They, if it was up to them, there would be no political moments on the show because they know that half the half it's the country yeah. is going to tune out or be upset. And lo and behold, this morning Trump tweets an anti-Spike Lee thing. So, you know, they don't like it, but these are artists. They're going to say what they're going to say, and I think these moments are some of the highlights of the show. Whether you agree or disagree, it's people speaking their mind and using the platform. Can I just say that Spike Lee in the press room saying that every time somebody's driving somebody, I lose. Right. Is the funniest (laughs) ever because he lost to Driving Miss Daisy and last night he He lost to Green Book. He wasn't even nominated for Driving Miss Daisy. That's the biggest snub in Academy (laughs) history is that Do the Right Thing was not Unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. And, right. you know, do you want to talk about Spike versus Green Book? 
Sure. Yes. Because there was a whole controversy after the show because Spike Lee has not has made no effort to hide the fact that he does not like Green Book. He thinks the racial politics of the movie are not good. It's told from the white perspective, not the black perspective. He met the filmmakers, wasn't thrilled about them either. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So when Green Book won, the look on Spike's face was basically like he smelled something like a dirty diaper yeah. or something like that. And he walked out of the room. He went to the press room. They asked him if, if he what he thought about it, and he kind of minced his words and he said the ref made a bad call in a reference to the Knicks. <laughs> um, yeah. We were saying earlier that Mahershal looked miserable to be there, like not even a smile to a man who just won a second Oscar. Yeah, he's... A, Is you know, he already distancing himself from this movie? No, I don't think so. I think he's really proud of it. He's just a kind of mellow guy. kind of guy. a serious guy, right? Yeah, He just exactly. was in his true detective mode last night. Maybe, yeah, maybe he was. It's just, you know, he's been there, done that, and it wasn't that long ago, and I don't know, he's just, he's kind of a mellow guy. I think this campaign, the Green Book campaign, probably took a few years off uh, his life. I would so. assume so. When you have to call the people's family to tell them you apologize, it can't be a good feeling. <laughs> no, and All when right. you have to defend your colleague, your co-star's and your N-word, and your <laughs> and religion. Your religion right. yeah. yeah. Let's talk about what I thought was one of the greatest moments of the night, which was the uh, Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper performance. They it was brilliant staging. First of all, that they pushed the guitar out of the musicians, and then they just had them walk up from the front row with no introduction and just sit there and just do their thing. And I understand there was more than one standing ovation for that last night. Yeah, they got a second standing ovation after they went to commercial when they were going back to wow. their seat. Wow. And you know, people loved it. I didn't. I'm going to take your word because from the crowd, we couldn't really tell what the camera movements were, mm-hmm. but I heard they did a great job focusing in on them. It was really intimate. Although people thought they yeah. were about to make out. At yeah. one point. And yeah. they looked a little orange. Very. A lot Very of orange. Are they not orange in person? <laughs> I mean, it's hard to tell from, from when you're watching from the crowd. I mean, they, they look normal. They look maybe bronzered a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like, like Janice yeah. from the Muppets. Like, yeah. she was fully orange. Like, it was very creepy. Did she get pregnant during that <laughs> I mean, are they, I don't know. Bean, you probably know better than I do. do, do are they, like, dating now? Are they secretly well, together? That's an alley question. What oh. do you think, Allie? You've been I, following this day I by day. she has very strong feelings for Bradley Cooper. I think they're reciprocated as well. I would be a little worried if I was... Do his, either uh, of them have... Oh, he's, he's with a he's, woman. He's, he's with, with Arena Sheck. And she recently broke up with her guy, so... Oh, all right. Yeah. Lady Gaga. And then she got the tattoo that people thought was like a little shout-out to Bradley because it was the lyrics and from Olivia It was Lillian posted Rose, on Valentine's Day. Posted Ooh. on Valentine's Day. But, I mean, you're doing that song, and then Bradley Cooper's baby mom on the front row next to his actual mom, too. Like, right. Tone it down. <laughs> Listen, though, that was a great moment. I mean, in the room, it killed. Everyone yeah. loved it. Oh, Everyone yeah. was you know, silent throughout. Um, you know, I just feel like that's what the Oscar needs. That's why people watch. Oh, for sure. She's yeah. performed the song yeah. a yeah. ton of times. Mm. But everyone was all, was thinking, you know, can Bradley actually sing? Yeah. Because he hadn't, except for the Vegas thing, he had never really sung in public yeah. in front of a crowd like this. So, you know. And I'll oh, tell you this just from watching it at home. Every commercial break said, and coming up, a live performance from Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Every commercial well, break, they were teasing the hell well, out of it. That's what people want. People. And they also put it on at exactly 7 o'clock on the West yeah, Coast, the turnover, which whatever, is yeah. 10 o'clock on the yep. East Coast, which yeah. is statistically the time that most people They're are no watching. Dummies. I yeah. have one last question for you, just for me. And that is, why do they put all of the good awards at the end and go for that two-hour chunk in the middle with nothing that anyone cares about. Yeah. Tradition and 
It's, in my in my view, doesn't stupidity. somebody come along yeah. and go, hey, TV ratings wise, let's sprinkle it out through the show? Yeah. I know it's insane. I don't know why they do it. Huh. They should put some of the sexier awards up front, mm-hmm. and you know, really make it something that you have something interesting and exciting every half hour for people. Yes, yeah. exactly, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Matt. Last uh, question for me, and again, go to a thr.com to follow all of the 91st Academy Awards recap and Matt at thr and Matt Bellany. Give it a letter grade. Last night's uh, Academy Awards. I'd say B plus. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree. It's strong. Yeah, for for all the you know clown car antics of the season and all the things that they announced and then rescinded and Kevin mm-hmm. Hart was the host and then he wasn't the host. For all of that, they actually delivered a decent show that is not going to you know go down in infamy. What's happening here? We had a we had a really good Grammys and a pretty Great good Oscars. Grammys. I don't even yeah. recognize this country anymore. I know. <laughs> I will say it's much more fun when they give out the wrong best picture. Like it really is. Yeah, well, I really miss I'm that. I'm holding out for a bad team's choice. Yeah. Right. yeah. We're going to say goodbye to Matt and wish him a happy day at work. And we're going to turn our attention now. You're going to love this, Matt. We are about to give away tickets to an advanced screening of Marvel Studios' Captain Marvel right oh, now. Oh, interesting. Good. Have you been lucky enough to see it or just been reading I, the great reviews? I have reviews? not, but a couple of our people have seen it and they said it's great. Fantastic. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Fantastic. 1-800-520-1067. You are going to have to play a game to win these tickets. But if you want to see Captain Marvel ahead of the rest of the world, call now here on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Right now, we're going to give away some tickets of the long-anticipated Captain Marvel movie. What a cast, you guys. Uh, Oscar winner Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, Jaiman Hansu, Lee Pace, Jude Law, Clark Gregg, Annette Benning. It just goes on and on and on. All right. Uh, you're going to get a chance to see the advance screening on March the 4th. The game is called what? Name that captain. Oh, can you name that captain? The captain it must be. And if you name the captain, you'll see Captain Marvel movie. Name that captain, name that captain, name that captain now. Name that captain, name that captain, name that captain now. Win tickets to Captain Who knew we were going straight with the pirate theme? (laughs) Classic. So, uh, Jensen, you're hosting this one. It's the Captain Marvel movie, so the listeners are naming that captain? Yeah, famous captains. You tell me who I'm describing. Okay, sounds easy enough. All right, let's start with Ray and Pico Rivera. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good, thank you. Hey, Ray. Oops! His cereal released in 1963 may contain manufactured berries, but this late 18th century naval captain focuses on both his ship and a special baking process to create the taste of brown sugar and butter over rice. Aye, aye, name that captain. Oh, man. Captain Nemo. What are you doing? <laughs> no. No. I thought cereal might have been a tip-off. Yeah, it's yeah. Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch. Mm. Okay. Get the, uh, name the captain and go into the drawing to win tickets for Captain Marvel. Who's up next? Abraham in El Monte. Good morning. Morning. All right. Born Bob Keeshan, this captain was a legendary children's TV performer who lived in a universe with Mr. Green Jeans, the Banana Man, Mr. Moose, and a segment called Picture Pages with Bill Cosby. But let's pretend that never happened. I I named that captain. Oh, jeez. That's a Marvel question, man. <laughs> it's called. Um, what are you that captain? What are you doing right now? Are you uh, making yourself word. a drink? Okay. What's your, <laughs> what's your answer? My guess is going to be, I don't know, Captain Bob. Nope. 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 Okay. Nope, no, nope, I'm nope, sorry. That's, nope. No, I'm sorry. Nope. It's Captain nope. Kangaroo. What are you doing? Nope. Captain Kangaroo is yeah. what they're trying to say. Yeah. Name that captain. Name that captain. Alice in Temple City. Good morning. 
Good morning. Alice, you're going to turn this around. Listen up, alcoholics. This vessel is about to take off. The captain probably shouldn't be trusted at the wheel, though, or he'll get an SUI, sailing under the influence. It's all about spiced rum and standing with one knee up for this guy. I, I, name that captain. Captain Morgan. There you go. Captain, my captain. (laughs) Nicely done. Now we're talking. All right, you are in the drawing. Hang on to win your Captain Marvel tickets. Who's next? Stephanie in Simi Valley. Good morning. Good morning. Hello, Stephanie. Some may know him for his Christmas albums, but we know him for running the Starfleet like a champ. Actually, let's take a listen to this legendary intergalactic captain. Do you wish that the first Apollo mission hadn't reached the moon, or that we hadn't gone on to Mars and then to the nearest star? That's like saying you wish that you still operated with scalpels and sewed your patients up with catgut like your great, 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 great grandfather used to. Who is that? Captain Kirk. Hey! Captain, my captain. She had the confidence. It was in the question form, but all right. You got me very, very nervous there. That's fine. I don't mind telling you. Let's go to Jack in Burbank. Good morning, Jack. Good morning. Once played by Dustin Hoffman in a Steven Spielberg movie, this pirate sure hates grown men in green tights trying to be a child forever. He might be Peter Pan's enemy, but the real thing he should be uh, using his ship's telescope for is to avoid crocodiles. Aye, aye. Name that captain. That would be Captain Hook. Captain, my captain. Very good. Isn't it weird? Because Captain Jack will get you high tonight. His name's Jack. Oh, boy. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Hey, guys, we have to go files. (laughs) (laughs) That's weird. All right, so uh, Alice, uh, Stephanie, and Jack already in the drawing. Let's see if we can get a couple more. Mauricio in Sherman Oaks. Hi. Hey, buddy. Uh, may he rest in peace. This singer, legally named Daryl Dragon, which was a better stage name, was in the singing duo with his wife, better known for the bops, Love Will Keep Us Together and Do That To Me One More Time, but also their own television variety show in 1976. Sure, they got divorced in 2014 when she surprisingly served him with divorce papers, but whatever, they made bops. I, I, name that music group. Oh, man, um... Yeah, I, I don't know. Sorry. What are you doing? <laughs> Captain and Tennille. Yep. Is that Captain answer. and Tennille. All, All right. right. One more. Let's One more. go to Angel in Long Beach. Hi. Hi. How are you guys doing? Hey, Angel. I'm, I'm hoping you get this one. It's one of my favorites. Kurt Russell is a stud of a human being, and he once played a captain to prove it. This Navy veteran who alleges he was the pilot of the USS Saratoga is willing to take you from St. Potato Island to Miami when you're Martin Short and inherit a yacht once owned by Clark Gable. He'll also help you avoid the bad kind of pirates in Cuba, and I won't spoil the movie, but it all works out. Aye, aye. Who's this captain? Why does everyone else get the easy one? Um... <laughs> Uh, Nina. What are you doing? <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's Captain Ron. Captain Ron. Is Captain Ron. That That's it. We got three winners. All right. Not uh, not one of the greatest Kurt Russell movies, though, right? Oh, uh, I one of the good. greatest Kurt Russell. Movies. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> all right. I mentioned our uh, I mentioned our uh, contestants, uh, Alice, Stephanie, and Jack, who all were able to get through and name that captain. Only one, however, will get a chance to see Captain Marvel at the AMC Burbank on March the fifth. Which, by the way, I think is next Tuesday. Who's our winner, please? To the movie, Alice. No, boy. Oh, no. What are you doing? Right. Show her out. <laughs> Congratulations, Alice. You get to see the movie. Allie, help yourself out. Name that captain. Name that captain. Name that captain now. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. All right. Allie is here with our uh, final look at what's happening here on this Monday morning. All I know is last night I tweeted something about Chris Evans. 
being, you know, just such a babe, first of all, and a gentleman. And I wound up tweeting something about, you know, that he will rub your feet and just talk to you about your day when you come home. And God knows he's always taking out the trash. And then Noodles wrote in all caps, back off, bitch, he's mine. And I was like, that's that's aggressive and a lot. But uh, yeah. I support it. Yeah, I kind of support it too. So really sad news um, on Friday when a lot of people found out that Brody Stevens, who is to say he's a comic, it, it just doesn't even brush the surface. Yeah, but He was your favorite comedian's favorite comic. Yes, uh, that he had um, killed himself at his home um, on Friday. And it led to everybody sharing Brody Stevens' stories that, good God, the man had some of the funniest things ever to say. Here's the thing about Brody. You go and see Brody. You're from Ohio. You go to the comedy store and see Brody Stevens on the stage. You're wondering what the hell is happening. Yeah, like, you, you might think he's bombing, but he's yeah. definitely not bombing. He's not He's bombing. doing the best possible thing. He, it's so good. And he was just such a in-your-face, aggressive, but loving person. I but wasn't yeah. familiar with him. He's the fun, A lot of people know him from The Hangover. He was in, you know, he's very close with Zach Galifianakis. You've seen him on Between Two Ferns. Uh, he's... He was so funny, but also so tortured. Yeah. For many years, he's mm. been dealing with mental illness. He 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 really you know talked about it heavily on his television show mm. on Comedy Central, where they went deep into it. But he had been you know kind of fifty one fifty in the past, and people I think thought he was over those issues, and and he was not. And it's a huge loss not only for the comedy community but the community in general. He's he was so mm. funny. Chenson and I before the show were sharing our Brody stories because he he loved. The 818. He loved the Valley. It's yeah. where he was from. He loved He's the most regional, possibly the most regional comedian of all time. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. And when I met him, his first question, where'd you go to high school? And I said, Louisville. And he goes, Louisville, Woodland Hills, good girls. <laughs> like, that's just and how he talked to he you. He would end sets. He would go, He would just go, all right, 818, Reseda, Van Owen, Canoga, Topanga. He would just start naming off all the streets. Why? Because it was just, just part of his act. What okay. he did. It he would also, in the, the middle of sets, just start rattling off baseball stats. I went to a Pac-10 school. I ASU, great baseball player. Yeah. And he goes, my favorite dumb joke he used to say is he used to go, uh, I don't follow Clayton Kershaw on Twitter. That's because we text. <laughs> <laughs> when I told him I went to Louisville, and then he said, what's what's the brother school? And I said, Crespi, CIF champs, and then started listing the their years. baseball. Wow. Like, yeah. Just unbelievable. Uh, it is a huge bummer. It's a huge bummer, and I, I wound up watching, he was always periscoped, and he would go yeah. on walks and periscope and answer questions that people were um, putting into his periscope, and he was very open on his last periscope that he had just switched uh, back to Lexapro. He had been off for quite some time, and he was trying to get it back to the levels that he wanted it to be at, mm. and a lot of people were wondering, is that is that it? Is mm. that why? That could take a while. Absolutely. Hey, yeah. I ran out a couple of weeks ago, and I felt Terrible Man, it's awful. Yeah. for days. Yeah. Terrible. I didn't want to get out of bed. It's awful. If you yeah, were go through withdrawals. Yeah. yeah. If, if yeah. you were a Brody fan, uh, I worked with artist Steven Dressler uh, to release a T-shirt today. 
Uh, it, it's a great sort of silhouette of his face, and it says 818 across his eyes. It's Love it. Perfect for him. And we're giving 100% of every dollar made to both Brody's new uh, GoFundMe, which is for his parents, I believe, to pay for funeral services. And then on top of that, we'll be um, sending it to uh, a, a suicide awareness and prevention charity that we love. Um, and you can go to Patty Lapel, P A T T I L A P E L dot com. I, I am such a fan. It is such a loss in comedy. And I think we're all tweeting about it, and we'll all retweet your yeah. tweet at Jensen Carp yeah. with a K. Every dollar. Every single dollar. Yep. So, I mean, if you saw any of the people that were talking about their own Brody Stevens stories, every comic had just stories galore about him and just hysterical. Yeah. Chris D'Elia wound up uh, tweeting out, um, I think he had done it on his podcast months ago, talking about his favorite night ever in comedy at the comedy store. And it was about him doing a set, just killing. And then the next person up after him said, you know what? Take my set. So we did another set. Killed. And then the third person was Who like, I'm not, after, right? I'm not no. doing it. Take no. my set. <laughs> but the way that Chris D'Elia tells the story is just magic. And this is before his death. He was basically saying, if you haven't seen this guy perform, make a point of yeah, it. Dick, because- Van, Dick Van Dyke posted something on his Facebook. And yes. I, was, I was really surprised because yeah. that doesn't make any wow. sense. But Dick Van Dyke says, I don't know. I, basically, he was saying, I don't know a lot of young comedians. I'm mm-hmm. not in the scene. I'm not whatever. He said, but a friend had told me I got to go see this guy. And I showed up and I've never seen anything like it. I was yeah. so so involved in it that I asked him to take pictures and I became a super fan of Brody Stevens and he was wow. like it's such a loss and I was like that is such Dick a Van weird Dyke, world yeah right? to, to come to cross over and, and it makes yeah. sense if you're if you've done comedy what he did was fearless and, yeah. and strange and hilarious everything that so many of us are terrified of yeah he of did going up there and maybe not a lot of times not having a set not yeah. having a point and just seeing where it goes I mean we do he it every it, day but we right. do it every day but he did it but he did nightly. it well. Yeah, he did it right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Very true. Anyway, so. rest in peace, Brody Stevens. Absolutely. You guys, I just don't know about this Jussie Smollett thing. There's more? There's Every day there's more. But remember when Chicago police came out and say said, listen, he wrote a $3,500 check to the guys. That was the payment for doing the hoax, essentially. Well, now the twins are saying, no, 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 we testified before a grand jury that that payment was for training. So for the cop to have come out and said that is just a huge misstep in Mm. this whole thing. So apparently they're saying, no, 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 the $3,500 was for a workout program. So if that can hold that they they were in front of a grand jury testifying that and then the police gave wrong information you have just established reasonable doubt mm. this whole thing yeah. is a absolute bonkers mess i just hope that doesn't turn out to be like the mark Furman. You don't you mean? feel like they have a lot more yes but I like you know what i mean like maybe this case doesn't hinge on that one thing but hopefully all you need is yeah. is one person in a jury to go mm, that's Kind of suspect right there. It's just insane. But uh, also, we found out that R. Kelly was uh, indicted on Friday on 10 counts of aggravated criminal sexual abuse. Canceled. He went and turned himself in. There's a $1 million bond, and he didn't have the money. So they're saying R. Kelly could be in jail until midweek. Woo! And here's the thing. They're also saying that he owes back child support payments of about $170,000. So they may tack that on. So he, he can't be thing? released until he pays that as well. How so many kids is he, is he supporting? 
I think with his ex-wife, he had three, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I love I'm not that he's broke, though. That is good. That yeah, broke. the fact that he didn't even have the money, the ten percent of the million, so that's a hundred thousand dollars. I would have thought he had that, that in a second. Wow, sketchy. Looks right? like he has three kids. Yeah, Jade, Joanne, Robert, Kelly Jr. So interesting, mm. interesting stuff. Robert you Kelly guys. Jr. is going to be wanting to change his name at some point. Yeah, I think. Yeah. You guys remember way back in 2004, that halftime show, Janet Jackson sure. briefly had her nipple exposed. Mm-hmm. FCC took swift action, finding CBS 50, 55, sorry, $550,000, of course, later overturned, but became a huge deal. That was a Exposed huge... nipple through no fault of her own either, yes, by the way. Yes, right. No. Uh, FCC received more than half a million complaints over Janet Jackson's wardrobe malfunction. Well, the Hollywood Reporter claims that more than 50 complaints were made surrounding Adam Levine's exposed nipples. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like really? this one. No. Oh. No. Uh, like wish. this one. Good. I had to see some tattooed guy's nipples on TV with my family. It was not right. <laughs> Janet Jackson should be issued a formal apology and Adam <laughs> Levine should issue a formal apology for showing his nipples and horrible tattoo choices on live television. Another complaint. <laughs> I witnessed the exposure of nipples during the halftime show of the Super Bowl. My children were watching. <laughs> if I wanted them exposed to the trash, I would just let them go hog wild on Pornhub. Adam Levine and the NFL need to be punished for such indecency. I mean, people delight me. People delight me. That's all I'm saying. People are wonderful. And Bean, you going to England anytime soon? Uh, not till March 20th. Why? You might want to go a little bit sooner. Oh, what? what's going on? What's going on? Because the British it's like nudist a month from group, now. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. The British nudist group, British Naturism, said they're hoping to have at least 103 people to participate in their March 2nd attempt to break the record for most naked riders on a theme park ride. Well, make it 104. No. I'm changing right? my flight. Right? That's right. what I'm saying. The current record is uh, 102 people. That was set back in 2010 in Essex, England. However, um, they're just asking you to bring a bathrobe, flip-flops or tennis shoes, and a towel to sit on and hmm. a bag to store your clothes. Is so, it a, on the log jam? I hope so. <laughs> they said, here's the thing, the new attempt will take place on the notoriously bumpy Grand National Roller Coaster. Oh. I don't think you want why? bumpy if yeah. you're not, well, maybe that's yeah. why. Mm, yeah. Boobies, boobies flying all over the place. Oh, right, yeah. That's, that's something cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll be gone March 2nd, you guys. Look, so we understand I, as long as I there's pictures it. being posted, I'm good. Okay. Absolutely. Don't forget a towel to sit on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> good God. <laughs> Some birthdays for you. Sean Astin. He's a great guy. Uh, let me just say by the way, that we have forgotten something oh. all morning long. And thank you to emailer Pavan Ramasetti, who said, please don't forget to play The Moment With Rashida Jones. Oh, you're What's his right. Name? Pavan Ramasetti. You go to hell, Pavan. <laughs> Here it is. Happy birthday, Rashida. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. Did you know that going into when you started on the second office, uh, when you were on the outside office, not the main one? <laughs> that was a moment. <laughs> we forgot it all morning. Oh, that's upsetting. I think we're good. Okay. Happy that's, birthday also to good. Rick <laughs> Flair, Jamila Jamil, and Chelsea Handler. And that's what's happening.
We uh, had an awful lot of stuff on today's program. Lots of different uh, angles on the uh, on the Oscars coverage. We also had our old friend Mark Hoppus on the program mm-hmm. today to break the news to us that we've been singing one of Blink 182's <laughs> most famous songs wrong this whole time. Also, he's so funny. It like he's hurts great. how funny so he is. Yeah, he's yeah. Good. I just bring all that up to remind you that we do have a podcast and you ought to be keeping up with it because there's no way anyone has time to listen to the whole show and you miss a lot of stuff. So get it wherever you get your podcast. And we can also recommend KRock.com and Radio.com as well. On your drive home today, listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, random act of helpfulness in the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. Uh, we're going to talk about weird allergies and people who... Weird Al? <gasps> weird allergies. Oh, weird Al's jeans. I stopped listening. <laughs> uh, would you like to take that back tomorrow? Allie. I mean, I was just helping today, putting it right over the edge. And tickets to the K-Rock screening of Captain Marvel as well tomorrow. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.